All right, here we go. Episode number six of Death Taxes and Local Music. Tonight is going to be a little bit bizarre. Tonight, uh, I'm actually getting a tattoo of a band I really love. But before we go on more about that, I'm going to get a tattooed by the man, the myth, the legend, Brock Prentice, lead singer of the band you're hearing now, Desert Island Classic, bassist for street punk oi band in Regina, Bats Out, and a phenomenal solo singer-songwriter. I highly recommend his album, Sleek Blocker. But anyway, so I'm going to see if we can do a podcast while I'm getting a tattoo. I'm getting a tattoo of a band that I feel is the closest I'll ever get to the Ramones. That is Teenage Bottle Rocket. Thanks for tuning in and stay tuned. All right. We are currently getting tattooed by Prairie Dog Magazine voted best tattoo artist in Regina, Brock Prentice, also a singer, bass player. Singer songwriter, how's it going, Brock? Good. How you doing, everybody? Good. <laughs> <Sure. laughs> it's a painful procedure. All right. Started off. Um, one thing I want to talk to you about is you started off your music career locally with a solo album called Sleepwalker, and what was it, 2013? 13. You betcha. So what was uh, what was the spark, or what got you? To, what made you decide I'm going to release a solo album? Uh, what actually started it was, unfortunately, my best friend passed away in 2012. The Slipped and fell off a waterfall in shoe swaps, and we lost him in July of 2012. And shortly after he passed away, I decided to write a song for his family, and it was Arthur James on the solo album. Which is a fantastic song, by the way. Thank you. And I went in and tracked that song with Carl Schubach at his house, and I had an absolute blast doing that one single with him. And shortly after that, I decided, well, that was fun. I want to carry on with this and do an EP, so a few months went by and I ended up going back there with a handful of songs that I wrote and tracked the album and next thing you know I had the record out and things went very well with it, so that's how that kind of started, so. And then you also had on the album, you have Death 3 is on the album. Death 3 is on the album, yeah, that was a, that was a lot of fun. That's a great collaboration. Yeah. You've been a, you recently did a song with, speaking of collaboration, the hip-hop crossover. You did a song with Pinkman. Yeah, yeah, it was a blast. Him and I actually were talking about doing a song for years. And we wanted to do a song representing like being from Saskatchewan and being like representing like music in Saskatchewan, being proud of where you're from and taking pride in being a prairie boy, doing the hip hop and doing the, like the music that, that him and I do. And we always kind of made jokes about doing a song together because we're so drastically different as people, as musicians, but we get along so well. And yeah, he's a great friend, so it's kind of the time went by. I think we did it actually uh, Boxing Day. We went to the studio, and uh, he had probably 50 different instrumental tracks on his iPod. Crazy. And we literally went to the studio, and he just kept playing songs over and over, like, check out this one, check out this one. And after like 40 different instrumentals, he showed us, like, that's the one. He was like, really? And he threw him off. He didn't picture that one being a something like, the, the, the melody for the song. I mean, trust me, I was like, that's that's a single. And then when I walked back and forth for like two and two and a half hours in the studio, like just silence. No one said a word. We were just on our notepads writing. Wow. And two hours later, I was like, I got the hook. And then I went to the booth and I I, I, I did the, I did the chorus. And he was super jazzed on it. And he went to, went in and did his, the first verse. And, it was just really cool and organic how the song, song went down. So where can, uh, where can people hear the song? As far as I know, he it's the last song on his new record he just released. I mean, I didn't get it everywhere. Um, 
But as far as I know, I'm pretty sure it's on SoundCloud, Amazon, Bandcamp, all that stuff. Cool. Apple Music. And for people listening, what's the song called? The song is called Hometown Heroes. Awesome. And then also, too, you are uh, you're also the frontman for Desert Island Classic, and you play in Bad Cell. But what we're going to do, I'm going to let you keep tattooing a bit, and we'll come back, and we'll talk about we'll talk about your other bands and discuss from music. Sounds great. All right, we're back with Brock Prentice, in-depth tattoo. I'm getting uh, my first ever band tattoo. Sadly, not one of Brock's bands, but maybe <laughs> next one. Uh, we're listening to Teenage Bottle Rocket. And speaking of punk rock, I want to talk to you, Brock, about you play bass in a phenomenal street punk oi band in Regina called Batso. How did how did that come to be? <laughs> it was actually kind of funny. I actually play guitar now. Oh, sorry. Yeah, no, and uh, what happened was, uh, I became pretty good buddies with Scott Michelle, with the lead singer. And he worked at a bar in Regina here, and I just got to know him through the bar industry when I was working at a bar. And one night, me and a couple of friends went down, down to the Fat Badger on uh, Scar Street, and I ran into Scott, and I introduced him to my friends. I was like, this guy's a singer in like, one of Canada's best punk bands. He's a bats out or whatever, and I was introducing him to my friends, and that's how I introduced him. And uh, all my friends walked away, and Scott was like, yeah, we're actually kind of in limbo right now. We, we're, we need a bass player. And I looked at him, and I was like, I'll play bass. And his eyes just lit up. He's like, you play bass? I was like, man, I play everything. I'll play it. I'll play bass. And uh, I didn't even own a bass. I just told him I'd do it. <laughs> and so we literally, like, messed with all the guys right down here at the bar. It was like 1 in the morning. And I woke up the next day and went and bought a bass. And just learned it. I just learned all the songs. He sent me the album. And I think I was jamming with him in the pool, but I hadn't even tried to set in like a week. That was, uh, you guys opened for, about a year ago, you opened for Face to Face. Yeah, that was a blast. That was a good show. Recently, you did Voodoo Glow Skulls. Voodoo Glow Skulls, you bet. And then what do you got coming up? Uh, we're going on the 28th. We're headlining the show for Halloween at the Artful Dodger. I can't remember who else we're playing with. I'm so bad for that. But uh, we're going on the 28th, and then we're playing another show on the 30th, I think, at the Exchange, on the club side. I'm so bad with we're playing with Randy. But... And I also know December 16th, we're playing with uh, Death by Stereo. And that is their only show in Canada for the entire year of 2017. And it's Ephraim, the lead singer's uh, birthday that day, so that's awesome. It'll be a pretty special show. Yeah. It's going to be, I mean, I think we have such a supportive community. I mean, there's such a, a great punk community in the city. I think you'll have a, a great turnout, too. Yeah, and that's the thing about the punk scene is like a lot of people say, well, punk's dead, there's no music scene. When the right punk bands come to the city, when the right shows are, you know, the old authentic 90s punk bands, that's when the guys come out, man, you know, it's... Well, that's face-to-face, though. The face-to-face -face show you guys opened, it was so packed, they actually opened the club side up. Yeah, that's right. And routed right. people through. And the cool thing about that show is, like, I saw so many people that were probably between the age of 35 and 40. You know, that, that era of like the 90s snowboarders, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> and seeing those old guys coming up to the show to, to see a band that like, they listened to when they were partying as teenagers and they're old dudes. It was just really cool to see an older scene come out, you know? And that was actually the, the week before that Chicks Diggit played. That's right. And that was awesome too. It was unreal. Yeah. I mean, Chicks Diggit are one of those flawless bands. Oh, yeah, their singer is unreal. Just as it. 
His sense of humor on stage. He's like that in real life, too. Oh, yeah. AJ Jensen, yeah, he's like that in real That's life. That's crazy. Well, we played with, uh, the year, I think I, I played solo at the festival, and they actually played the same stage I did. That was, that's right, that was the year that the Stampeders played the main stage. And Chicks, right. I think it played the garden stage. Yeah, that's right. Oh, that was a phenomenal show, too. Yeah. I just love the way after every song. Thank you, everybody. What's Chicks Dig It? Give it up for Chicks Dig It. That's his sense of humor, just throwing himself out there. But I think they even actually they'd start the show. They'd start every song with yelling out Chicks Dig It. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. He actually did an acoustic show, speaking of acoustic too, it was KJ John Snodgrass and Seth Anderson from One Week Records oh, played yeah. Ohio was one night. So, um, do you have any more plans for the solo solo stuff? I'm actually in the middle of writing stuff right now. I've got a, three or four tracks recorded. Um, some are fully mixed and some are still in the works. But within the next few months, yeah, I'll listen out and look for, uh, keep your ears peeled for a new a new Brock Fenter solo level. And I've been working on it for a while. In the meantime, definitely check out Sleepwalker. You have a, a couple of All I Need videos up on YouTube. Yeah, uh, I got a video for Sleepwalker uh, too. Paradise. Yes, Paradise. Paradise. That was yeah. the first single. That was actually the first, the first solo single that made radio for me, so that was pretty cool. Right on, man. Well, we got 10 seconds here, so we'll fade it out, and then we'll come back and talk some more. Give it up for Jake Stiggett. <laughs> All right, we're back with Brock Prentice, listening to Teenage Bottle Rockets album that came from the shadows, talking about music. We talked about previously about Brock being involved with a street punk boy band called Batso. He also is, dare I say, one of the best singer-songwriters in the city, solo artist. I'm being nice too because he's also tattooing me at the same time. But also, also too, uh, Brock is the lead singer-vocalist for a band that you may know called Desert Island Classic. Who, how was that? Year, two years ago, released your debut self-titled album. Yeah, two years ago it was December. Two years, uh, year and a half. Yeah, it'll be two years of December. And actually, one of my first clients when I started my company, Turner Talker Entertainment. That is right. Uh, Brock, in turn, at the time, did uh, CBC Saskatchewan acoustic in studio performance. He did some Wolf, and through it all, uh, your single "Too Late's on the Wolf." Time Machine is actually, I believe one of the most played, the most played local song in the 20 year history of the Wolf. That's correct, that was pretty wild, man. So tell me more about, about how Desert Island Classic started off, because you went from solo to doing hip hop collaborations with Street Punk and Oi a little bit later on, but then you also started up a pop rock band. How did that, how did that progress? Yeah, well for years and years I played in bands right out of high school, and they were all pretty heavy, the punk, metal kind of style. And uh, we were called Unfamed, and at that time we were touring with Doing them small stick tours with a uh, band called the Holy Springs Disaster. And they ended up being like one of Canada's biggest biggest bands at that time. They were massive. And uh, Tony, the guitar player, and I were good friends. And once both our bands parted ways, we decided we were going to start something. And we made jokes all the time about starting a new band, but doing something that no one would expect us to do. So him and I got together a few times, and we wrote a couple songs together, and threw around some ideas. And then we recruited the other guys. And before you knew it, before you knew it, we had like a full song, full album written within like four months. It was crazy how it happened. It's a phenomenal, it's a really great album. I mean, start to finish, it's a it is a standout album, and I can definitely see why you know your songs would get that radio play. It's thank you, yeah. And you know what? Like, I'm the type of guy. Anything I've ever recorded, anything I've ever played, you're, you're never satisfied. Yeah, you know what I mean. And maybe that's just yeah. a part of being an artist and a part of you know the perfectionist side of the arts, but 
that album was the first thing that I've ever done where I listened to it and I'm like, I, I'm officially like proud and satisfied. I just say like, that was a work of art that we did. And it, it just happened so fast. It's, it's just one of those things, like, magical things you can't explain. You, and you, you can't, you can never question it. You just gotta let it happen because... Do it. Exactly. And you guys recorded that with Justin Bender, correct? Justin Bender, yeah, he's yeah. fantastic. I'd, I'd say he's the master of the craft, man. He's hands down the best around here, I would say, as far as producing and engineering. He's just such a nice guy to work with. He joins your band as he's recording, and he's not pushy about it. He's, he inspires you. He's just, yeah, he's an unreal person to work with. Well, I think that kind of reflects to his, his personality outside of the studio. He's just an unreal, cool guy. Yeah, man, yeah. Props to that guy. Yeah. There's a reason why he's as successful as he is just doing that full time, you know. So what, are, oh, sorry. No, go ahead. so what are some other bands you're currently listening to, whether it be local or non-local? Uh, right now, I'm listening to a lot of uh, the Foo Fighters. Their new record is unreal. I just love how raw that new album is. It's probably the most rock and roll, straightforward record. I'm a sucker for Dave Grohl, though, for some reason. A lot of people hate on him, but I think he's hands down like the, the new age king of rock and roll, per well, se. And he knows exactly what he's doing from, from the songwriting and the performance to the marketing and just it's everything he does. Yeah, he's just a boss, man. Yeah. He's, I'd say he's the official boss. He'd beat up Bruce Springsteen in an alley any day of the week, man. <laughs> awesome. uh, yeah, the, the Foo Fighters. I listen to a lot of stuff, man. So I hate this. Like, I'm, I want to say guilty pleasure, but there's no such thing as guilty. I listen to Coldplay lots. Yep. Um, uh, there's a band called Nothing But Thieves that actually Mark, the drummer for Desert Island, has got me into them quite a bit. The, the lead singer's voice is insane. He's this tiny little dude. He's got the strongest, most powerful voice. It's, it's unreal. And uh, what else am I listening to? I think I was thinking of 1975. I like a lot of 80s kind of pop style stuff too. That's yeah. There's a lot of punk rock. Like awesome. uh, that'll never leave me though. That's yeah. uh, so I agree with you too. It's one of those punk rocks, one of those genres that it sticks. Yeah. Once you're born into punk, you never. It's, yeah. yeah. All right, man. That's it. Uh, thank you so much for doing the interview. Well, thank you very much. It was yeah. fun, man. Go on.